yawn, welcome to the stream. We are going to just oh, yawn. Welcome to the stream. Here we are going to just yawn. Fill in to the stream. Here we are going to just yawn. Fill in to the stream. Here we are going to just yawn. Fill in to the stream. Here we are going to just yawn. Fill in to the stream. Here we are going to just yawn. Fill in to the stream. Here we are going to just yawn. Fill in to the stream. Here we are. Okay, I think that's a little bit better. 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 Okay, this should, this should do. But anyways, hey all, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am your host for this Twitch stream, Cody Stoffer, and we're going to be breaking down some Buena Vista football players here and kind of just looking at their junior class. Well, right now they're juniors, but class of 23 guys who made a big impact on this team and kind of going from there and seeing know uh kind of how they grade out and what this next season might look like here for the for these uh for these young buena vista demons here making sure that i have everything that i need here Okay. So the first guy that we're going to talk about here is Elijah Evans, the junior defensive end. So I'm going to grade him using our edge scale here. And Elijah on the season, just for some context before we jump into his film here that we're going to kind of have to jump around in. Uh, or I guess let let me start off by talking about the Buena Vista football team. So Buena Vista, they're out in Buena Vista, Colorado. They're 1A football, and they had an amazing season this year. Honestly, a lot to be happy about, a lot to be proud of. You know, on this season, they did go 11-1 overall, including an undefeated regular season that only saw a couple of close games. You know, in the very first game, they opened up against 2A Salida, and whooped up on them 47 to nothing. Then they beat Banis Lewing Academy 48 to 19. That was a fringe playoff team. They beat Bennett, who was the 16 seed, 35 to seven. They then beat Peyton High School 21 to eight before they finally ran into some challenges here, but none that were too tall for them. First off, beating Meeker by a field goal in a home game. Following that up against North Fork, another you know, playoff team. I believe they were the eighth seed or something like that. They got a win over Wiggins in the playoffs, this North Fork team. And they beat North Fork 28 to 21. And that's a really tough defense. And, you know, matchups that we're potentially going to see 
with you know some of the offensive players on this film breakdown. They then took care of business against Rye and Colorado Springs Christian, scoring 49 points in both of those games. Then they run into Florence here, and they eke out a win, 20-14. This was a really close game, really back-and-forth game. And shout-out to the uh, Buena Vista kicker this year. Uh, a lot of these kind of three-point games are games that rely on making these extra point attempts. You know, he came in pretty clutch there, and I'm pretty sure that he was one All-State, uh, maybe first or second team, somewhere around there. If not, bare minimum, honorable mention. He was in the All-State conversation. Then they finish off their season against Gunnison with a 42 to 14 win. Then they face Meeker, who just came off of an intense battle against Holyoke in the first round, and they beat them in overtime, mind you, before running into the buzzsaw that was the eventual state champions and the Centauri Falcons. And I was able to watch that game, and I'll have a little bit more to say on that later. But for now, let's go ahead and watch Elijah Evans' film. And maybe I'll scoot the camera a little bit like this, so that way I don't have to look too far away from you guys as we jump into this film. Let me just make sure that I'm monitoring the chat room here. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to this stream of PMC. And for viewers, go ahead and put any questions or comments you have in the chat room. And I'll put that in there for people who are also reading in there. So, all right. So let's go ahead and jump into Elijah Evans here. Okay. So this is against Florence. This is that game that was decided by six points. And just a brief background here on Elijah Evans. He had a pretty incredible season. You know, he racked up 85 tackles, which was good for second best on the team after senior linebacker Seth Moss, which go ahead and listen to the best of the rest linebackers episode that came out yesterday on March 21st to hear Seth Moss's breakdown brought to you by Coach V, who he has been doing those women's flag football recaps, so go ahead and watch those if you haven't. But, you know, he finally got to uh, talk some Colorado football, and that was really cool. So that's awesome. But, you know, talking about the Buena Vista Demons of the future here of the 2023 class, Elijah Evans, 85 tackles, 15 for loss, which I'm pretty sure was best on the team, if not second best on the team, I want to say. And, you know, I can just double check it. Yeah, he's listed as having the most tackles for loss on this team with 15 tackles for loss. Not to mention, he also picked up three and a half sacks and a hurry on the season and was just a force of nature, honestly. You'll see on his film that he has a little bit of a bag and, you know, multiple ways to not only get in the backfield, but just disrupt the play in general. So, oh. Also, he gets some batted passes at the line. Maybe we'll see one of them in this film here. So let's go ahead and watch the Florence film. So he's going to be over here on this side. I know because I just started the video a little bit earlier to make sure everything worked. So kind of gets underneath that tackle's pads. This tackle literally doesn't know what's going on. But go ahead and watch like this helmet right here from the beginning. D-lineman film. It's a little bit different than QB film. You have to pay a little bit more attention. So good hand fight move. 
then that guy's just too slow to stop him. Incredible speed closing the distance to the quarterback. So, big time play. All right, now we got him on the near side here. Going against the right tackle once again. It's a run play, gets across the field, makes a solid stop there. All right, one skin, near side. All right, there's the label. Excellent work. And I'm gonna pause this real quick just to clarify our rubric for this edge kind of player, which is what he's playing. You know, not a stand-up edge, but a defensive end nonetheless, has speed rush, versatility, run stopping, power rushing, technique slash stance, footwork, hands, strength, and also thrown in there because edge is a growing kind of hybrid position is also pass coverage and then size slash frame. When we're looking at the speed rush, you know, that's a pretty obvious one. How quickly can they get off the ball and beat, you know, linemen that way in the pass game? Versatility wise, you're looking at, can they drop back into coverage? Can they play like a inside 3-4 D end? Can they play a stand-up end? Can they play a 4-3 D end? All of those kind of different looks that you could potentially get. Can they buzz the flats? Can they play contain? You know, how much scheme flexibility do you have for this D lineman? Are they somebody that you're going to have to sub out on certain plays or certain calls or certain downs? Or are they somebody who's going to be a three down defensive player? Then run stopping, much like he just did there, kind of, are they able to see where the ball's going? Can they find it and can they get there? And how do they react to maybe, you know, blockers who are pulling and stuff like that? Power rushing, this goes hand in hand, you know, with the speed rushing, it's the complementary part of that, where can they get a bull rush on whoever that is and push their line, their blocker, you know, into the quarterback and stuff like that? How strong are they at the point of attack, you know, technique wise? Then furthering on technique stance, this is mainly the get offs here. So looking at, you know, how does this arm look? Where are these legs at? Where's his leverage at? You know, when he stands up, does he stand straight up or does he explode out? See, that was, that was a good takeoff because he's not standing directly up, but rather he's coming up at an angle. So you see his helmet just barely is below the other guy's helmet. And on the line, it's all about leverage. So right here, he would have got a solid grade on technique slash stance, and he's not taking, or at least I don't believe he's taking a false step. I wish I'd have an even slower motion version. Yeah, no, he's straight off the line and straight upfield. So you'll love to see that. Continuing on, footwork. How far apart are his feet? Does he get too choppy? Do they get too inside? And does that create problems for him to maneuver? Or, you know, kind of like this previous play here is probably a good example. What we're looking for here is when he comes across the field, is he going to be, you know, kind of karaokeing across himself? Or is he going to be able to properly adjust his body? So one foot in front of the other. It does get a little bit tight, but he never messes up a shuffle so that's solid footwork for now hands that's going to be his hand fighting so on that very first play where he just gives him a quick slap that's something that we're looking for then strength you know how well does he stack up against different parts of this line 
as far as, you know, in the pass game, in the run coverage game, does it ever look like he gets pushed is a good question. Then pass coverage, that's pretty self-explanatory, and size slash frame, which I will address near the end. But okay, anyways, back to Elijah Evans here. This is the play that we were trying to watch, but I haven't let you yet. Right there. That's something that I can consider to be pass coverage because he has his eyes on the quarterback here on this very quick release, and he makes a play in the pass game. This is like the best version of pass coverage for, you know, 4-3 defensive ends to grade out as fairly okay. You know, kind of like J.J. Watt. He, J.J. Watt never drops back in coverage. However, he constantly bats passes. He's gotten interceptions in the past. So he's a good pass coverage using your vision kind of defensive end. And so this is the kind of stuff that we'll be looking for from these defensive ends. So right there, you have a quick move with the hands. He's not quite in his stance yet, which is a little concerning. You want to be ready as like his knee is getting lifted as the play is getting snapped. So you gotta be in position faster than that. This is something that will get his technique slash stance category docked just a little bit here. Then, you know, his arm straight down here too. So you're not getting that lean to produce the kind of leverage that you want. And right there, he mostly stands straight up. So that'll be another thing to consider when doing his final grades. Sifts through some good hand fighting, solid tackle here. He's on the far side again. He's in position this time. He does a great job of keeping. So this is a speed rush attempt here. And he does a great job of psyching this tackle out a little bit with those stutter steps before exploding. His feet get a little close here, but it right here it looks like he's blocked it looks like this tackle's got him but he already has a head start on the tackle so that scores well for his speed rush and he does a great job of getting this arm to create space here because as soon as this happens this tackle is not going to recover from that and then finishes with sack this is somebody who i think could potentially have like seven or eight sacks doubling his sack output from last year, even on the 1A level where it is a little bit harder to come across sacks on that level with the emphasis on the run game. But jumping back over to his overall film, we got another minute long clip here against Meeker. Then we got another minute long clip against Roaring Fork and then 23 seconds of Centauri. And I'll talk about the Centauri game a little bit more as well. We just got this ad here. Sneak peek at Jacob Phelps. We'll be watching this in the future to judge this running back slash wide receiver. Then Hayden Camp here. I have his film on YouTube, but I also have this long film of all of his plays from the entire year. So back to Elijah Evans. Plays already started. So here he is barely getting up in time once again 
but this is against Meeker, who had the incredible back of Kelton Turner. Right here, I think that the footwork is not as clean because you had the right ankle. Let's see if I can get it to pause. Look at this. How that's all crossed up. That's not necessarily a good sign. So his footwork is definitely an area of concern, I would say, and something that I'd recommend him doing ladder work with a lot, as well as tires, because his feet just aren't getting super far off the ground and that's why they're getting so close together. So working with tires and stuff where you're getting your feet up because you have to put a concentrated effort into it, it's gonna be something that I recommend for Elijah Evans here in the off season based off of what I've seen already. And he ends up kind of back straight in front of himself and takes a great angle to the ball. You know, here, this Meeker team is capable of ripping off these really long gains. Now, luckily, you have a Seth Moss, you have a Hayden Camp, and you have some other athletes back here who could potentially close the distance. However, Elijah here holds it to just, I want to say a two or three yard gain here versus if it keeps going, it's a five yard gain, maybe even a six yard gain. Plus, this is a very physical tackle here. Goes all the way into the sideline. All right, here he is on the near side. Got kind of a single back bunch set. This is once again in the run game here, so let's rewind that. I'm not really a huge fan of this first step. His hands are quick to get up to palm this blocker. I'm not really sure where that falls, so... But you gotta be careful about this because you can get a hands to the face penalty. Um, so just being cognizant of that. But this is Kelton Turner coming his way. And this doesn't even look like his gap. It looks like he's a couple gaps removed from this play because they got down blocks here. And then number four just goes straight up. I feel like, okay, and they even try and double team him, but 62 here just blocks his own guy in the back. So that's something to keep an eye on. But, you know, I think that this is a play that he can make in the hole, but just doesn't quite do that. I mean, I guess you have the linebacker coming in to fill in, but if you get off the line a little bit quicker and kind of dive in here, I feel like you open up either the opportunity for your linebacker to make this play or you yourself can make this play if you're just getting off the ball faster. He's not super fast off the ball, at least in the run game. So that will be probably reflected in my final diagnosis here. Okay, let's check it out. This time they run away from him. And it takes him a second to find the play. It's like right here, if four's already passed you, you see this, get on your horse. Get on your horse. Just need to work on recognition a little bit more. All right, I bet he's near side. Yep. Interesting play call, but fine enough play. All right, this is Meeker, I believe later in the season. Yep, this is probably the playoffs or earlier in the season. Okay, look at this. This is a great play here. So this is a stunt. All right, he's set. And look at this first step. 
that he has out. He can widen this step a little bit, I think. But the important thing is that he's off the ball fast here. And he goes directly to his gap. This is a phenomenal play. This is a lot of discipline. This is a very well-rehearsed play, I will say, for this Buena Vista team. And one that Elijah executes perfectly. Because he comes off this stunt. These linemen are confused. You have two, three people blocking this one guy. And it looks like some kind of power read, maybe. And the quarterback just realized that they made a mistake. And Elijah's there to finish the job. That was an incredible play and one that will be reflected most likely in the technique category. Um, however, I will include it probably also in, in speed rush. That is a speed rush of sorts. Okay, jumping back here, we have a couple more clips. Let's see, we have the Roaring Fork. I feel like this should be the North Fork, if I remember correctly. Let that ad play through, click around, hop back here so that we can be ready for the next clip and the next clip because after this we will watch the Centauri film, that is correct. All right, Buena Vista in the blue for this clip here. It looks like he might be lining up inside, nope, he's on the far side. So right over here, this helmet, I believe. No. There he is right there. Okay, so this is great run blocking or, you know, run film to watch here. And I'm going to magnify this. So once again, a little slow getting set here. And I'm not really sure what this is, this shape here. And he's got a little bit of a happy foot here. But he does a great job of planting and this leverage is really good. He's underneath both of these guys' shoulder pads. He fires out of his stance incredibly fast and it allows him to make the play here as he rips out, stays low, stays balanced and makes the play. This is vintage, vintage um, Elijah Evans here. It looks like he had to be scooted over last second, but you have to be set a little bit sooner in my taste. But way to not get pushed around by this guy who does look bigger than him okay and you know use that leverage and use that hand strength to get underneath him and make this play great play good for his hands category i don't know what that is flat hand this okay so there's a little bit to take from here so he gets a big push on this lineman and pushes him back two yards initially so great explosive step here and then he does start to lose momentum here because he's standing straight up. Notice how this other blocker is underneath him. This is in that leverage technique kind of category once again that is just proven to be a little inconsistent. However, he does use his hands here and a little bit of patience to get off of that block. So I'd, I'd rather him be able to stand there entirely and just kind of hold his guy up and then make a move but you know not the worst play but not the best play is kind of where that is landing him right now so let's watch this shall we so there he is nice play 
incredibly fast out of his stance on this. And just no one's there to, to make the... I don't know. Why is this guy going... This lineman... I don't know what's going on with him. He just... He just can't make it over there. So, solid on the speed rush. That's going to be some pluses for him. And then gets his hands up and makes a deflection. That turns into a pick. Big time play here by Elijah Evans. Alright, so... There he is right there. Gets underneath the lineman. Makes a deflection. Great speed rush. Double teamed. Beats the double team with excellent hand fighting. Okay, this is the last big thing I'm going to talk about here with Elijah. Is just this... This hand fighting is incredible. So he's going to get double teamed by this wing back as well as this tackle. And he does a great job of staying low here and getting his hands up on this guy. And on this... He has a hand on each player right here. And he manages to push off of one into the next and roll that into a big time play. So I wish that there's a playlist method here. All right, talking about frame, at least as listed on his huddle, five foot 10, 180 pounds, bit on the smaller side. So earlier when I pointed out that guard that looked bigger than him, he probably was. This is pretty light for a defensive lineman. I'd love to see him get up to like 200 or something during the season um, and hopefully not sacrifice his, you know, his uh, speed and whatnot. So that being addressed, I am going to put that for his size slash frame. But anyways, I got to put something on for you guys while I punch in some of my final grades here and kind of talk through all of this. So, uh, oh, the Centauri film. I wanted to watch this as well. This is the last thing that I'm going to be very critical of. This looks like might be on, okay. Yeah, he's on offense here. So, yeah, I'm not here to watch guard film. I'm here to watch D-lineman film for Buena Vista. categorized by that and then we'll just kind of cycle through them here but anyways grinning him i said that his speed rush was pretty good um i am going that is probably going to be his highest grade for me it's a little inconsistent but when it's on it is on as far as versatility goes he is definitely a 4-3 defensive end i mean he plays guard too but he's too small, I think, to play tackle. And I don't know if playing stand-up edge may help him out a little bit. But his versatility is pretty minimal and straightforward. Now, he is able to run some stunts. So I do think that he is in the average range of, you know, what he's asked to do. His run stopping, like I said, I think it's a little slow. And I think that sometimes he has to take too many angles to it. But overall, I think it's serviceable, but still needs room for improvement. His power rushing, I think that he's solid off of the snap. And, you know, I watched that entire Centauri game as well, where he had a lot of opportunities in the run as well as in the pass game. 
So, you know, um, for his trying to contemplate here. Well, actually, his run stopping does need to go up because he made a ton of tackles for loss over the course of the season. And we were just unfortunate to not be able to see as many of them. So I will bump it up to that. Then his power rushing. He's not really a power rusher, so he's not going to score particularly high in this. However, he does get a pop off of the line from time to time. So that is something that I can mildly reward here. Oh my goodness, there's always ads at every single corner. Come on. Okay, we got that. So let's load that up while this is going. Okay. Now we can pause that while that ad goes and let that run. So power rushing, he just doesn't do a lot of it. So it's really hard to properly grade it, but he does get a pop off the line from time to time. So I think that there's potential there. Now technique slash stance, this is where he needs a significant amount of improvement in my opinion. I think that he doesn't get set in time a lot of the time. And I just think that no, there's just a lot of work to be done there. However, sometimes he does a great job of getting that really low pad level. So I will kind of bump him closer to that average score that you might see elsewhere. So let's go ahead and bump this up to full screen so you guys can watch that. Footwork, like I said, his feet kind of cross in front of him quite a bit and then they get pretty narrow. So I think that there needs to be significant work on that. So his footwork is graded low. His hands, his hands are very good. He does a great job of getting his hands up and they actually might be his most useful tool. I am gonna give those a pretty high grade and say that they are good hands. And I'm even gonna bump it up 0.2 more points. His strength, like I said, he does a great job of kind of delivering that initial hit, but he doesn't necessarily maintain that. I don't think it's a strength thing. I think it's a footwork thing. And that's why I'm not going to punish him so much. I think that he's strong enough to hold his own against a lot of the top tackles in, you know, 1A. And I, I think that's substantial. No, not to mention the fact that he does have a 280 pound bench. So I'd say that it is, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's not something, obviously it's something that you always want people to improve on, but it's not something that I'm going to criticize him too much for. Now, his pass coverage, I am going to give this a pretty solid grade. Um, you know, he makes a lot of bats, and I think that they're very clean bats at that. You know, so considering that it is a... How do I want to say this? Considering that it is a defensive end, a true defensive end, it is one of the better pass coverage kind of things that I have seen. So he's going to get a decently high score on that. And... With all that being said, I want everyone to know that these ratings are never, you know, they're never personal. It's just honest judgment about things that I think he needs to work on to become a true prospect for the next level. So Elijah Evans here, he landed at an overall of 52 for me. Like I said, I think that he has a solid speed rush. I think that if he's set more often, this could easily jump up to like a high seven. Or, you know, maybe he plays stand-up end and see if that works out a little bit better for him. It's just the inconsistency of generating a speed rush that kind of lands him in this spot. Versatility, like I said, 
Um, you know, he's able to run the stunts and the different schemes. I don't think that he's necessarily someone that you need to take off during any play, but he's definitely a little bit, I don't know, he's just not as big, and then he's also not as fast to maybe play at that edge kind of pass coverage position. So he's in a really weird spot where this offseason is going to be integral to what position he plays and contributes to for this next season at Buena Vista. I mean, if he puts on enough weight, I'm sure that they wouldn't mind having an extra lineman who can get down and dirty. Well, I mean, it's 1A, so you have a lot of guys, if not everybody, going the same way. Or both ways, I should say. But, you know, the extra strength and technique can go along. Run stopping, you know, he was the sec the leading tackle for last guy, and only three and a half of those were passes, so the rest of those are in the run game. So I did bump him up quite a bit because of his amount of tackle for losses. However, I think that the run stopping could be a lot better. I think that he can be a bit more instinctual with it. I think that he can read plays faster and use his vision a little bit more, as well as not get pushed back. I think that he needs to be able to hold his ground in order to increases run stopping and his footwork here is what is impacting his lowest two categories in a 3.2 here and a 3.9 in power rushing because this is actually not that bad i would say so bumped up to 52.8 but his footwork is easily the worst thing i could give this a lower grade just because he crosses his feet routinely his feet don't stay pumping and his base just gets really, really narrow like he's on a tightrope for some reason. You lose a lot of power doing stuff like that, at least in the film that I've seen. So his footwork, I'm even going to give it a three. It needs a lot of work. Seriously, get some tires and put some work on that this season. Yeah, just watching more film kind of impacts the way that I see these things as I go along. But anyways, that's also kind of influencing his power rushing. I think that he just doesn't show me the strength necessarily in power rushing to to succeed at that next level. With that being said, I think his strength can use a lot of work. I do like the 280 bench. I do like his initial shove off the line, but it's all one piece, right, that you're trying to put together. So when this is weak, it's because of X, Y, and Z. And so Y here is that his strength can get a little bit better but his footwork is what is really holding him back as a football player. Talking about some of the better things, like I said, he's not set a lot of the time, and sometimes he comes out too high, specifically when he's not already set. So I don't know if maybe playing a stand-up D-end might help him just because he's set faster, but he does do a good job of exploding out when he is set and playing low and getting underneath shoulder pads like he does in that one double team that he manages to beat on his film, I believe that was against Roaring Fork, I want to say. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that Florence High School highlight reel just one more time, as well as this Meeker High School film just one more time. But anyways, moving on. Pass coverage, like I said, it's very, very good for a 4-3 defensive end. He's able to get a lot of batted passes, and I think that he can increase his batted passes to even like 8 this season. Uh, just with the penetration that he gets with the speed rush and his instincts to get his hands up and jump up at the ball. So I gave it a 7.5. This is above average to good, and this is comparable to two to three-star talent. 
And I think that that, as well as his hands, kind of fit in this category. You see him kind of do some hand fighting from time to time. He does it against the special team. He does it when he does, does stunts. And I think that it's solid. I think that, you know, sometimes he lets the lineman get a little too close into him. But I don't really think that has anything to do with his fans. He does, he does a great job of extending and keeping that distance, obviously. And overall, I think that he's just a very, very solid hand fighter. And he, he performs. So that is Elijah Evans out of Buena Vista. This may seem like a low or harsh score, but, you know, he really does need to work on some of these, you know, footwork, some of these smaller things to get substantially better. I think that if he can get his footwork at least to like a five, that you will see other categories here jump to sixes or sevens. But I seriously highly, highly, highly recommend that you work with tires a lot this summer. Jump rope, make sure to do a lot of jump rope. Keep your base a little bit wider because the most powerful stance you're gonna get is kind of the stance that you do with squats where your knees are able to bend into that 90 degrees and be able to explode and jump up. So that would be my advice to Elijah Evans here out of Buena Vista. And you know, look, he's a solid football player. There's no doubt about that. And I'm not saying with this analysis that he necessarily isn't. Just because, I mean, look, he was the leading tackle for loss. He had 85 tackles this year. And, you know, 15 out of 85, that boils down to roughly, you know, like one-fifth. So, like 15% of his tackles are tackles for loss. And that is very impressive. I just think that he can do better. So, that's where I'm sitting with elijah evans right now that being said we are going to talk about the next guy here who is the running back for buena vista here slash wide receiver kind of guy and that is jacob phelps who has been doing it for years but uh we're just going to jump in here and take a look at you know the second leading receiver on this team and the leading rusher i want to say so yeah, you take a look at the offensive stats here in rushing. He is actually the second leading rusher with 834 yards, but he was the leading touchdown rusher with 15 rushing touchdowns. So he has that going for him. And then on the year, he racked up 21 additional receptions for 297 yards and two scores. So he had over a thousand yards on just the offensive side alone and 17 touchdowns, which I mean, that's pretty good. It's second on the team in total touchdowns, uh, excluding the next guy who we're going to talk about. But let's open this up and let's have the rubric open and watch through Jacob Phelps's film here. So first play, he gets the handoff here out of wing back, cuts it back. Oh, excellent footwork and body control here to shake some of those guys. Okay, then he's lined up in the slot, gets the handoff. Stays patient, stays on his feet. Excellent balance and body control to score this touchdown. Once again, running out of the slot. It's kind of like a Caleb Johnson-esque player. Cut, cut, cut back and into the end zone. What do you know? Motion. I think that it, he had an easier path here. Um, where's my mouse? He had an easier path here because boom cut and just walk into the end zone or make this decision a little bit sooner to cut back in because he kind of 
I mean, great job following your block and it still works, but maybe a little bit easier of a path. Way to, use, way to use your blocker better than your blocker is using your blocker. So this guy is chasing this guy the entire play. He is just not going to catch up. But Phelps here does a great job of recognizing, hey, this guy is on a warpath here. And a lot of running backs, they might just kind of run for the edge and see if they can outrun him. But instead, Phelps cuts it back here with some quick little chops here and puts his blocker back in a position to get a hand on him incredible vision and just a great cut here runs it between there oh and then he trips on his own blocker that's just unlucky but it will probably come off of footwork because that's just i can't excuse it especially when it's probably a touchdown if you can take off he knows it he knows it Now, one thing that makes reading vision kind of hard here is that this is literally the exact same play over and over again. Oh, look at that balance and body control here. Let's watch that one more time. So this must be against Rye, I'm assuming. So here, there's a lot of traffic. That guy ends up on his knees, and Phelps just keeps running and maintains that very low kind of play. All right, this is a more normal handoff. Nice cut. Cuts back inside. And off to the races. Finally, a big run from Jacob Phelps. Let's see. This looks like a 45-yard run here. So here he's got a little ch. And he's got a little ch. So I like the body control. And I like the cuts here. You know, the footwork is starting to come around somewhere. But that burst there, that acceleration to be off to the races. Very good. Okay, a little bit of power there as he trucks that one guy. All right, we finally got a pass route here. And he catches it with his hands. That's good. This is against a very good North Fork team. All right, this is against the defending state champs. Hayden throws off his back foot, and he's able to make a contested catch, assumably against um, Mason Lowe. Okay, so this is some kind of whip route, I want to say here. Let's take a look at that one more time. So it starts out here in that H-back position once again. This stance is not pretty. I don't know why he's so hunched over. Your helmet should be like in line with your knee and his helmet is an entire helmet length ahead. That is going to slightly affect his receiving score, even though it's still probably going to be good. This stuff is terrible to look at. So upfield. Goes like he's going to make a block here. And then whips it back out so it's a whip. But his route drifts like four yards. You don't want that. You want way more rigid routes there. Well, you want way more rigid routes, period. Once again, I don't like that stance. Wide open. Wide open. Great catch. Kind of, that's kind of a hard catch when you have to slow your momentum in when you're used to catching it in motion. So, All right, this whip is a lot cleaner, a lot flatter. Way better job. 
Okay, it looks like we have him returning. This is good for vision as well. Okay, stiff arms, sit down, little kid. Throws his blocker into... That's how you return punts. You take your blockers and you tell them where to go. Honestly. Alright, it looks like we're starting to get into his safety film. So, okay, we got another return here. Way to field it. Already going a million miles an hour. Nice cut. And trips again there. Not here to watch. Oh, well, this does have hands on it. How does the quarterback whiff that hard on the pass? Whatever, I'm not here to watch quarterback film yet. But that is Jacob Phelps here. So I'm going to replay this from the beginning as I do my grades and I'm gonna check in. Okay, Roaring Fork was our sophomore year. Thank you for letting me know that. I kind of wish that there was some North Fork film for Elijah Evans. So if he can get a little bit more film up, that'd be a little bit more helpful. But it was one of his better games, honestly. So ain't nothing wrong with that. So thank you for letting me know. Sup, my boy. Not gonna say the rest. But anyways, let's get on with grading Jacob Phelps here. So vision, I think that he has pretty solid vision. Uh, I don't really have any qualms with it. And you know, he, this specific play is fantastic for his vision, turning his blocker into a position to make a play. He does run a lot of similar-ish, simple sweep kind of plays. So I can't make it perfect, but it is, it's, it's good. It's really good vision. Footwork. I think that his feet get a little tight sometimes. And then, you know, tripping over teammates a couple of different times and stuff like that. Uh, I think that he can maintain his feet a little bit wider. However, you have really sweet and swift cuts like the one half that just happened now that does allow his footwork to get a pretty significantly solid grade. Receiving capability. I think that he's a solid receiver. I mean, like I said, he was the second leading receiver. He ran a lot out of the slot. So, you know, that has like some kind of modifier on it. But 21 receptions for 297 yards, and he does a solid job at catching with his hands. That's, I mean, that's kind of the least that, or that's what you want out of your tailback. I think it's good, but I don't know if it's necessarily above, I'll put it a little bit above average, just because he does run actual routes. And a couple of different ones, you know, you have a seam, you have a flat, you have a crossing route, you have a whip route. So a couple of different routes, I think that's fairly good for a running back. Power slash explosiveness. Now you don't really see him drop the hammer on too many people during this film. And you just don't, that's not really his style of running, I wouldn't say. You have a couple of plays where he does push through somebody. I wanna say there's a play right around here where you can kind of see that where, you know. No, this isn't the one I was thinking of. That's pretty solid balance and footwork here see he comes to a complete stop versus like smooth footwork it's just do to do kind of one motion so that's what i'm saying when it's above average but maybe it's not great footwork so but his balance and body control i am kind of jumping around on my rubrics here a little bit i think that he has very solid balance slash body control as long as it's a little bit above his feet but he does a great job of staying on his feet in the red zone I know that it's hard to say, it's hard to see after showing that, but I do think that his balance and body control is another strength of his. 
Now blocking, he did have to block quite a few times for this Buena Vista team. They have a lot of quarterback powers. So, you know, his run blocking is pretty solidified. I feel like most of the time on passing downs, he is out going for a route, but his blocking is a skill that does exist. And for that, you know, that, I mean, that's pretty dang good. Tackle breaking, um, he doesn't break a lot of tackles. I mean, this is one example where, you know, he breaks one and a half there. So that's pretty solid. And I just want to see a little bit more consistency from it. And maybe if he's a bit more balanced too with his footwork, that can turn out. You know, speed wise, I'm not sure what his 40 yard time is here. Um, let's go ahead. And, uh, and when he's running routes, you know, this one go route that he runs, see if I can find it here. Might have just ruined it. Okay, here it is right here. So this looks like it is from maybe the 40 here. Whoa, come back. Maybe the 35. Let's see if that's the down. That's probably the 45. So 40, 35, I'm assuming. And he does slow down to try and get the quarterback's attention. But right out the gate here, I'd say he's pretty fast. I wouldn't say it's necessarily world-class speed, but he's pretty fast. So I am going to grade his speed uh, in, in the sevens for sure. If, you know, actually, yeah, borderline, borderline. Uh, we're gonna give it that. His acceleration, I think that I went past a really good example of that right here. Right here is a great example of, honestly, his speed, but also his acceleration because you know he has to make a cut here he has to cut back inside and then he has to accelerate to get in between these two defenders here and i think that he does a great job of that i do like his acceleration as well here and i'm going to reflect that with a solid score Hold it up. typing out a little bit here and making sure that this is going to add up Boom. Boom. Okay. This is already looking pretty solid for him. And, you know, I'd say when he does hit the hole, I think that these earlier clips are probably more examples of power slash explosiveness. I don't necessarily think it's... It's not overwhelming, but it's not completely lacking, I wouldn't say. Uh, this is also a pretty good example here because he kind of has to muscle his way in. I think that it takes him a second to get rolling, but once he gets in there, he can pop someone. And then agility slash change of direction. This is a fantastic trait for him. It's not necessarily the smoothest trait, but it is, it is very good. So, whoa, don't know why I jumped all the way over there. That's making some minor corrections here as I watch out the rest of his film that is accessible to me. I just need to see more of that. It's it's the inconsistency and kind of the play design for me a little bit here. 
that can honestly be at that level. And that can be a little bit smoother is what I will say there. Okay guys, so let's go ahead and minimize this and pull up these grades here. Let's delete that. And what we do here is we hit view and we hit freeze with the first column. And then we move and click over here. So, stop trying to shift the side panel. Jacob Phelps, this is what it looks like here. Overall score of 73.3 as of the whatever minute mark of this stream until I potentially decide to change my mind um, as I do from time to time. But uh, anyways, looking at everything he was able to accomplish this year and just what is on the film let's see is it oh first time viewer welcome here uh drow i'm not sure um but uh welcome to the stream and this is colorado football this is buena vista out in buena vista which is a mountain town and it is 1A football, but there's still some ballers in 1A football. So don't don't worry about that. And Pine Creek, you'll have to stay tuned for uh, for our season previews that are going to be coming out sometime in July or August, probably. But we do have plenty of players to look at from there. But anyways, back to the subject at hand. My mind can kind of wander here. Jacob Phelps, he's a very, very good athlete. He does a lot of things well. This play is probably the best example of what his ceiling is. He's just very fast, good footwork, great acceleration here. So based off of that play and a couple of other ones, his acceleration did earn an 8.2. That is like three-star talent here. His agility slash change of direction, I also say is about three-star talent. I'm going to bring it down just a notch because there are times where you know, he slows down a little too much. I think that he can make his movements a bit more smooth. And so that might come in the hip movement, probably. His hips just have to get a little bit more flexible, is what I would recommend doing those kind of exercises and whatnot. For more flexible hips, it'll lead to better agility slash change of direction. It is still very good. Uh, much like his vision, you know, like I said, it was hard to give him a higher grade than this just because of the scheme a little bit where it was a lot of those sweeps you know is kind of what the killing came off of but he does show the ability to run out of the backfield as he does on that really long touchdown run well i guess all of them are out of the backfield but you know what i mean this one right here where he comes back behind hayden and then takes the handoff back up the field so, you know, stuff like that shows that he can make those jukes and cuts. I just wish that I got to see him work in the middle of the field way more. I think that vision gets a little bit harder when you have to run to the middle of the field all the time. So that's why I give him an eight. And it's more on the upside because it's not necessarily that I don't think that he can't do it, but it's hard for me to give to justify a higher grade without seeing more. Footwork, 7.6. Like I said, he does a great job on some of those little cuts getting the footwork that he needs to make big plays. However, there are plays where he does completely stop moving. I think it's on the very next play here. No, it's this one. This one right here had me a little concerned about his footwork. Now he does evade this here, 
but his feet are just so close together this entire time. I mean, his heels are almost touching at this point, and that's just not fantastic footwork. And you know, he kind of does trip a little bit here on his teammate and the opponent before regaining his composure, basically with his speed. So that is why his footwork is rated at a 7.6, which is good, and I think two-star level ability, but I think he can push this up to a high eight, honestly. Receiving, um, you know, he's a good pass catcher. I'm actually gonna bump this down to a seven because his route, well, his stance is terrible. Um, he's like completely leaned over himself with, his, with the crowd of his head pointed down anytime he's running a route, and that's kind of a dead giveaway that he's not running the football. And that is the biggest problem that I have with his receiving capabilities. Otherwise, I think he does a decent enough job of catching with his hands. Um, he doesn't run enough routes to really warrant a higher grade than that. And that's more like it. Um, that's that's kind of where he's at. Power slash of explosiveness. This is his lowest graded category. And it's because you just don't really see him show the thunder. That play this play right here that just happened is probably his best example. Uh, oh no, that was the vision play. I'm thinking of a play from another game. This one right here. This is best example of kind of his power slash explosiveness as he just puts that guy on his butt, but just can't run through that second guy. And I think it's because he's leaning way too far forward. And it could also have something to do that with his footwork that his power slash explosiveness is just not higher than it is. Talked about agility, um, his speed, he has solid speed. He doesn't have world ending speed. Otherwise some more of these runs I think would turn into touchdowns. So just working on the parachute and explosiveness in that first step, uh, that would go a long way. Like even on this, you know, this is probably one of his faster plays and you know, he slows down for the throw, but against man coverage at like seven or eight yards, that's kind of where speed is a great indicator. Are you able to beat somebody who's eight yards in front of you and playing man? I don't necessarily know if that would happen on that play. So, solid speed on the return. Some of the returns, I think, would have been a little bit more action-packed. But anyways, balance body control. Um, I think that he does a solid enough job at staying completely up. And the only reason that he does evade tackles is because of his balance slash body control, but it could use some work. Blocking, he's a very good blocker. Like I said, he does have to block from time to time for Hayden Camp on those quarterback powers, especially a lot in that Sincari game. And I never saw him got blown back on his butt, and I think that he did a good job of maintaining that leverage, partially because when he lines up, he's so freaking low with his weird stance. So don't use the... You can still get under people's pads with a stance that looks a little bit better for receiving and doesn't give away whether you're running or receiving the ball, just as a heads up. But his blocking is very solid. His tackle breaking, it's adequate. I'd say it's good. Uh, but it's nothing right home about an acceleration assault. So that lands him at a 72.8 final score. Uh, final score, I should say. Final score, getting a little bit of an accent here. But, uh, you know, his final score is 72.8. This is just about a two-star recruit, you know, with more volume in a couple of different areas, which may very well happen. Uh, Tucker Storms is graduating, so there's going to be a little bit of a hole for more receptions, debatably. And 
And, you know, this Buena Vista team, they want to compete for a championship in all of these boys' this senior year. And they're going to need big steps, you know, from Elijah, from Jacob to be able to do such things. And I think that, you know, this is another footwork example where you got to get with Elijah here and get in that tire rack kind of area. So that is the verdict for, for Jacob Phelps here. And I'm going to just let this play out a little bit more as we get ready for the final guy of the hour being Hayden Camp. So, Hayden Camp, if you don't recall, was featured on Playmaker's Corner during our preseason preview, and that's on episode 56. You know, so we've basically doubled our episodes. We have over doubled our episodes since then. But episode 56, we got to talk to Hayden Camp. He was a big part of, you know, how should I say this? He was a big part of our analysis for Buena Vista heading into the season and why I really liked them as a chance to make the playoffs. You know, he'd seen pretty significant time as a sophomore and I think that he was around enough to say, hey, this is a playoff team and one that could potentially make some noise. Simon then went and watched them against Manitou Springs in like a three-way scrimmage. I, it might have been Pagosa as well. Not positive on that. Don't hold me to that. But, you know, after seeing them live, Simon said, hey, this team could be legit. So that's what put us on the radar is, you know, Hayden Camp's film and Hayden Camp's stats and how all of that was going. So... Let me just open up my rubric here. This looks like it was last. Yep, this is right where I want to be on my tab, though. And let's keep going to the right. And scoot that over just a hair. Cool beans. So. Hayden Camp, okay, for those who haven't heard us grade quarterbacks in the past, all right, we're going to close out of this, who haven't heard us grade quarterbacks in the past, we grade off of a couple of things, arm power, arm accuracy, timing on throws, overall mechanics slash fluidity, decision-making skills, scramble ability, throw-on-the-run ability, pocket awareness, pocket movement, frame slash size, and then put that all together for a total and, you know, with 10 categories, the score does end up being out of 100. And that's what lands us on our final thing. I briefly went over it for the running backs, but I'm going to first watch the film that Hayden sent us. As I get ready to grade his film. All right, so just for some context, like I said, he got on our map as a junior and so he's he's been around since freshman but sophomore year was his first big year and i just want to talk about some things here his sophomore year he went 36 for 62 for 678 yards in only six games mind you for 11 touchdowns to only two interceptions so that ratio was really big time and he added on another six touchdowns on the ground with 368 yards and you know this is exactly why we were thinking hey 
maybe this guy can be somebody and lead this team that has a decent plethora of athletes, including the likes of Tucker Storm, who graduated. They have a solid defense led by Seth Moss. This could be a contender. And they honestly were, they were near that area. Um, the semifinals on both sides of the 1A bracket were a little bit on the tougher side. But, you know, they are returning a lot of players. But the most important position on the field is quarterback. He has some surrounding talent. And let's see how he did in this highlight reel. We also have another highlight reel to watch and grade from as well. There he is on a QB power that he rips off to the house, I'm assuming. Nice move, nice cut. Oh, look at the spin move, truck, and land in the end zone. All right, drop back to pass, feels the pressure, floats. Oh my God, look at this throw. Oh, whoa, huddle is a lot different than, uh, than YouTube. Do I still have the pause button? Okay, so this is a sweet play. So they bring a cornerback blitz, all right? He's not paying enough attention to it. I think that he needs to diagnose that a little bit more on his pre-play. But he can feel the pressure, and he senses it, and he's scooting left here, and he's just waiting on this route to be open. Let's see if he's staring it down, though. No, because he's he looks here first. Okay, so he's going through multiple reads, which is always good when talking about a quarterback. And he sees that not only is this cornerback in this wide receiver's pocket, but you have this safety over here who's way closer to making a monster hit on your wide receiver. And you also have this linebacker here. So then he comes back to the left side of the field where he has this dump off route, but he sees that this cornerback is completely pointed inwards and loses. I believe that's Tucker Storms with a sweet route, I want to say. And he delivers this ball with enough float for Tucker to get underneath it and make a sweet, sweet play on the ball. Excellent throw by Hayden Camp. Holy cow. What a throw. Okay, moving on. Triple option. Nobody knows where the ball is. Great fakes. And he gets downfield and he's trying to block. Good stuff. Shows ball. Tucks and runs it. I saw that play a lot in that Centauri game. Let's this one rip. Underthrown. Underthrown. Let's see what he does to underthrow this. So his release is way too far back. Um and it's really side-armed. So when I'm talking about overall mechanics and fluidity, this is something that I'm talking about right here is what happens with his arm on this play. It's just a really sideways kind of release. Like it looks good here, but the way that his elbow is just isn't quite it. And then it ends up super diagonal. And he also doesn't really drive this pass. Like he kicks up his leg, but that's not driving in a pass. You got to step into this and you got to push it a little bit further downfield. Great play by the wide receiver here, but that could have been a pick against a lot of other teams. All right, we got to play action here. Evades the pressure. I don't necessarily think that he, he doesn't recognize it really. He sees it, but then he looks right back upfield. Oh, you have the throw here. You have two throws here. 
What's going on? You got to step up and you got to make this throw by doing your play fake a little bit faster. How many steps has he taken for this play fake here? Throw it. I mean, I know that he probably makes something out of nothing here. Yep, he. but look at where your playmakers are. You got to throw it as he's turning. Like right here, you should be releasing the ball. Bang. And then that's at least a, so you guys are here. That's probably a 10 yard gain if you get it here, if not a 15 yard gain. Here, I guess you almost end up with 10, but work smarter, not harder. Oh, sit down. You just got blown up by a quarterback. <sighs> sit down. His scramble ability is something special, I will say. And he runs both strong, but also in a finesse way. Drop back. Nice little movement. This guy is wide open. I don't think it should take this long for the ball to get here. That looks like Mr. Phelps, actually. Boom. But release this. Either release this. Because he's made up his mind here. Because this guy got followed in. Also, elite quarterbacks, they'll be able to make this throw too. Here over the middle. Because 22 got inside of number two here. I don't hate the decision though. I like the decision. This is the safe decision. It's a wide open one. But I really hope that he scored a touchdown on that. Okay. Takes off. Notices the pressure. I feel like with his pressure, or his pocket awareness, he has to see it a lot of the time. We saw this earlier. This is a familiar play. So he's rolling left. I'm just not a fan of this throwing motion here, moving to your left. It's a good throw but consistency is key and doing all the little things right. Great sells, touchdown. He's fast, he's pretty dang fast, I will give him that. See, what is he freaking out about right here though? See, he gets, he gets worried with that, I mean, that guy's blocked. Here, you need to step up in the pocket earlier but now you're throwing on the run and off your back foot, which is, it was a good throw, but got to manipulate the pocket a little bit better. That was a nice throw. This is the kind of throw I'm talking about. A little bit of a wind up here, but way to kind of, this ball is way more driven. His foot is kicking back here. That is a good throw. And it kicks more back than out to the side, like that pass that we watched earlier. Good zip. If your players end up scoring on these plays, by the way, just go ahead and show it. Another read option, good cut, good bounce out. And pretty easy touchdown. Roll out left. Oh, these mechanics. Aiden, you're killing me. I mean, I know that you're under pressure here, so I'll give you a little bit of slack, but good throw though. 
good at accuracy on the run to the left, nonetheless. Read option or RPO. Like I know that you can. I know that you can make this throw on the run, but just set your feet. You start doing the little things right, you'll see tremendous improvement. Set your feet right here. You have all the time in the world and then deliver this strike. Power. Ducking, diving, and weaving for a touchdown. Excellent play. Okay, so that was the YouTube film he sent me. I am going to play all of his highlights from this past year, though. Maybe. Including this very first one. <laughs> Carries that linebacker. And while this goes on, I'm going to stop and keep playing this for a few more minutes and then go through and give him some grades. Let's see, how big is this guy? Yeah, I thought he had a pretty adequate size. 6'2", 190, that is a great frame for the next level, I tell you what. Okay, that's what I thought. So, 62190, I really like that frame. We try and keep it consistent. All right, more QB power here. He's obviously a big time scrambling threat. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he ran it more than he passed it this year. Let's double check, just to be sure. 162 attempts, 171 attempts. So he did run it more than he passed it this year, which is fine because he scored more on the ground anyway. So his scrambling ability will be rewarded very adequately. He did kind of run into some struggles, I will say, during the during the Centauri game. And I think that's where a lot of these little details kind of get lost up. Um, great hard count, by the way. Great play design, too, by Buena Vista to get Florence, it looks like, to jump off sides. Keeps it himself, cuts back against the field. Oh man, he just looks, he just looks like a pro out there with his size and frame. Oh man, got those guys to run into each other pretty hard too. Goes out to the left. This, uh, oh, if you were able to throw it, I was about to say that looked a lot better. Just being able to plant your feet. Okay, we got a screen here. I mean, I know his scramble ability is fantastic. Um, I don't really, I don't need to digest this really that much more. So, yeah, pardon the dogs as they give their input. But anyways, uh, I just feel like he does have some guys open from time to time when he does decide to tuck and run. But he is a dang good runner, so. All right, this is the pass that he underthrows, and I think it's more of a timing than an arm power thing, honestly. But still, don't be discouraged to work on your arm power here. We saw this play in his highlight reel. 
some familiar plays going on. Rolls out left. Ah, his mechanics are just... Uh, they just come off a little lazy, I guess. I'm not really sure. Because then you have something like that, where he he clutches it, but he does make a really good pass afterwards. It's kind of landing him in this weird middle spot here of analyzing. But we have plenty of film to watch. This thing, we're not going to watch the whole thing because it's seriously 30 minutes long. Um, so, sorry, I'm not going to watch the whole thing live, Hayden. But uh, don't worry, I'm watching an adequate amount here uh, to make sure that I can give you a proper rating. And with a lot of it being, you know, scrambling, um, I have a pretty idea of where that's going to land there. So... All right, take the handoff, throws it on the run. They ask him to do throw a lot of boots and throws on the run. So I will give it at least a solid grade. Um, I haven't seen anything that's really just like knocked me out of my chair other than that pa that one pass with great air and timing on it. But uh, you know. All right, that ball kind of took a while to get there. Okay, nice cut into another defender, but. I think this ball has to get here a little bit cleaner. Don't you think? Ah, it's kind of hard to rewind on here. Why is this coming out so low? Like, get it to him. Put it in front of him, even. Weird throw on the run again. You could put it a little bit more in front of your receiver, honestly. Because that's a little bit behind. So stuff like that. It's those little things that start to add up quite a bit when you start talking playoffs and start talking next level football. Once again, kind of leaves his receiver out to dry here with this release here. Just push him towards the sideline so that he can catch it and get out of bounds instead of making him come back to the ball. This is sweet. I don't know if this ends up Look at that follow through. First off, I like that you hold it. That's a good habit. You're still kind of, I don't know why you roll out to your left after it. Just let the defender hit you and get a roughing the passer call. But this pass definitely should have been caught. If it doesn't get caught, then leave it on the film. Um, but this is a great display of arm power here. Double clutch. Nah, don't like to see that. <laughs> Love to see him let him throw it a little bit more. Because it's awesome when you can do all these quarterback powers, but then in Centauri, or against Centauri, you end up where you can't really do much. Great throw. That's a great throw. Let's take a look at that one one more time. 
So great route combination here by Buena Vista. And that is just a, a solid throw. This is like a, it looks way further than it is. Oh, he's gotta catch this. He's gotta catch this. But anyways, I like the ball placement. I like the timing on it. And he looks through his reads here. He's like, all right, what about this initial slant? Oh my God, that's super covered. Then he looks to his right and he's like, oh, my wide receiver is getting bullied into the ground. Dog, stay on your feet. But then this wheel route, that's sweet. Good placement, good timing. I like a lot of things about that throw. Roll out left, uh, run back right. They roll out left a lot for being a right-handed quarterback, but. Roll out left, right there. That's a pretty sweet throw. It is on the run. Let's see, could he have planted his feet for that is my question. Yes, just plant your feet, dude. Come on. Come on. Anyways. I don't know why I'm not on full screen. <laughs> there you go. I bet that's a little bit better for the audience as well. Speaking of the audience, I haven't missed anything yet, have I? Okay, I didn't think so. Whoa. Back to this. We saw, I'm pretty sure we saw that one actually on his film. So, I mean, he just looks like a football player out there. Put a little bit more. That doesn't have to be in the air so long, but that arm power is sweet. I remember watching that play live and getting a little hyped. That ball's got to get there. I feel like it's not an arm power thing as much as it's mechanic stuff. That's where I think that kind of falls. That was a risky throw. He had another throw in this game that should have been intercepted on top of the few interceptions. Maybe it was two interceptions that he did have. I will double check that uh, just to be positive. But um, this was a tough game. Having his receiver maybe come a bit too far back inside. So I'm gonna start working on some of these final grades here as we watch through some more of this film. That's a great throw, by the way. There's that. Okay, so overall mechanics slash fluidity is probably the category that's going to hurt him the most because it's just not super fluid, I don't think. It looks super janky, and I think it leads to some inconsistencies and in accuracy, honestly, um, with, with his throwing motion the way that it is right now. I also think that his decision-making skills can come a little bit further. I think that, well, I mean, his TD to INT ratio got worse this year which I was a little bit surprised at, and his completion percentage went down. 
Now, some COVID numbers may be better than others, so that's fair. But, you know, his... So, some of these games just... It just didn't go very well. And, you know, that's that's a little concerning. He didn't throw super well in the Meeker game, which is a little bit of a concern. He did run very well, but uh, you want to see your quarterback be able to do both. Even had in that Florence game only a 38% completion percentage, and he had multiple sub 50s, uh, even against some rough competition. And I think that he has to be able to complete more passes. And partially that's on his mechanics and accuracy issues, but you know, his decision-making can come a little bit further too. Um, he does go through reads, so I will give him the benefit of the doubt in some areas there. He also runs a read option slash a read pass option like this play. Um, I think that he probably should have passed it there though. You know, it's little things like that that start to add up in a death by paper cuts kind of way when dissecting this film. The scramble ability is absolutely elite though. Um, and he can throw on the run. I will say that he can throw on the run, but he should do it less. Um, packet awareness. Like I said, he kind of needs to see the pressure. Oh, you got to catch that ball. Oh, my Lord. Oh, it probably doesn't. Some of these drops definitely don't help his statistics, to be fair, because um, he has a couple of touchdowns left on this list. Uh, just pushed it a little too far. Once again, kind of an accuracy thing. Um is what I would classify that as. I don't... Okay, hold up. Hold up, hold up. Burp, burp. Okay. What is he looking at here? So it's a flood concept. Is he trying to throw it here, maybe? He's still running. You've ran out of room. And you're going to huck it into this mess? I don't care how good your arm is, this is not a good decision. You should catch that. That is a sweet throw. That's how I know that his arm power is not the problem. Which, you know, even though bad decision um, dropped conversion or touchdown, it increases his arm power, but it does not change my mind about his decision-making skills. If anything, it, or in the positive light, it hurts it. So there's all that. It's pocket movement. Um, it needs some work is where I'm at with that. So we'll go there for that. We'll go there for that. We'll give him a little bit of a bump there. We'll even give him a little bit of a bump here arm power the accuracy is just killer sometimes he does have good timing sometimes i think that his timing is more of an accuracy and mechanics issue this throw i do not like the throw um let's see this one right here what is this a jump pass where you just moon this ball way short because your mechanics are all over the place look hayden <laughs> plant your feet first and foremost plant your feet i'm gonna i don't even know if i have the room to do this but let's okay 
plant your feet. Okay, make sure that you have a slight bend in your knees. All right, you can't see any of this. Okay, slight bend in your knees, right? And when you are delivering the ball, make sure that you're staying square but loose here. Cock that thing back and then step into your throw. Because, I mean, who, like jump passing, that worked with Tim Tebow back with the Florida Gators and not anything past that. Um, you're just very raw as a passer, I would say, Hayden. And you just need to settle a lot of this down um, as far as just how your arm is ending up. Because, I mean, this is a sweet throw, right? Uh, hold up. I, I overjumped it. This right here, this is a sweet throw here. Zip. But all of your throws have you bringing your right shoulder all the way across your body and then stepping left, that's just not a good habit to form. A lot of your throws should end... Okay, we're in the safety part of this. Okay, back to quarterback. Sweet. Um, but when, you're, when, you're, when your arm is inconsistent in its delivery point, it makes your pump fakes harder to buy. It makes your deep balls harder to throw. It makes your arm... It makes your timing harder to do because the ball is coming out at different points depending on where your throw is. So you need your arm to find a consistent place to release, and your release should be over the top every single time. I don't know if you maybe play baseball or something, and that's why it kind of comes out sidearm, but you got to kill that sidearm habit. You can get away with it here on the high school level, but as you go further and further, you find less and less quarterbacks that are able to sidearm it because it's just not good for your consistency, your mechanics, your technique, or any of that. So you just have to figure out your arm here. Well, make sure that the rest of your throwing thing is stable because sometimes you do a good job of stepping forward and throwing, but other times you're just like kicking your leg like out to the right or like there's just not a lot of consistency in your throwing patterns. Also, what a crazy game against North Fork that was. Um, but you just need more consistency in your throwing motion. And I think that, you know, your mechanics are the things that are causing problems with your, hold up, editing the, uh, going back and forth on his mechanics great a little bit here, but it's the problem with your accuracy with, you know, the balls falling short with the timing being a little off. It's all in your mechanics is the big takeaway I have from watching your film here. All that being said, I think that this is not far from being a really, really good next level quarterback. Um, he has a very similar score to um, like a like a Brock Seya or Adam Graves, who are both one-year starters. So I expect lots of really big things here out of Hayden Camp this next season. So let's take a look at his final grade. So, you know, I'm even going to bump this up because I really don't think it's the problem. But anyways, starting off with arm power, I think that he has the arm. I think that he can make a lot of crazy throws. I think that he can make it into a lot of tight windows. I just don't see it on a consistent basis. He does underthrow some receivers. He does overthrow some receivers. So you just need more consistency. But then you have throws like that where you kind of do have to gun it a little bit. And then I want to see more passes over the middle that require some of that stronger arm that kind of like I talked about in his first highlight reel where it's like elite quarterbacks can make this throw over the middle to this guy who's got the cornerback beat and go over the linebacker, but in front of the safety and in front of the corner. That's an elite level throw um, that he's going to have to get his mechanics up to be able to figure out. Arm accuracy. There are some throws that are dots. They're 
beautiful and they're right on the money. But then there are some throws that leave a little bit to be desired. They're a little bit behind the receiver. They're where the receiver was instead of where they're going. It's, you know, it's overthrowing. It's underthrowing. All of this accuracy stuff is a big time issue because of this category here, his overall mechanics slash fluidity, which I'm going to just drop another point here. Oh, but then, of course, he has a great throw there. So let's just leave it at that. Um, but it's the consistency. It's the consistently inconsistent delivery of the football that is causing him to be in this category here of a 4.7 on overall mechanics and fluidity. Um, also, his pocket movement, he never steps up in the pocket. He does get out of the pocket if he feels pressure, but I think that's about average, and so that's what lands him at this 4.8 kind of... Uh, I wouldn't... See, this feels too close to average the more that I look at it. That's a little bit better. Um, Decision-making skills. Look, in that Centauri game, he made a lot of questionable decisions, and he's really lucky that he didn't end that game with, like, four or five interceptions. Um, you know, that, that was a really tough game. Uh, I know that there may have been some circumstances that aren't in your control, but who you throw the ball to is in your control, and I just didn't really like his decisions uh, a handful of times because I watched that entire game. Um, so I had a lot of qualms with his decision-making skills. Now, he does land himself at a 5.9 here because he does go through reads, and I do agree with some of the reads that he doesn't go to a lot of the time. Once again, this is just a consistency thing where it's like, watch the film, look at how they're lined up before the snap, and understand where you might be going before the snap, because then you can get rid of the ball quicker, well, along with improved mechanics, getting rid of the ball quicker, and getting your playmakers chances to make plays in space. Because um, this decision-making skills is also deciding too late to throw to certain passes. And that happens sometimes on your rollouts towards the sideline where a player makes the play right by the sideline when they were probably open here. Or, you know, you end up kind of pushing them back inside and they get clobbered. It's from a late decision. Scramble ability. Look, you don't run for 1,200 yards and I believe 15 touchdowns, I want to say, without scoring well in scramble ability. He can truck. He can cut. He's pretty fast. He's an excellent, excellent, excellent scrambler, um, which is what makes him such a big threat. And between that and his frame, those two things alone can get you some looks on the next level, okay? You are built like an athlete, you run like an athlete, you move like an athlete, okay? You have the arm power of an athlete. You just, you have the brains of an athlete, uh, of a pure athlete, rather than a quarterback's brain so far and quarterback habits. That's where, this is what makes or kills quarterbacks here. And you just got to work on the awareness and everything that comes with that as well. Uh, I hope I'm not coming off too harsh. This is coming from a place of, you know, you could potentially win a state championship next year, but you have to clean some of these things up. Like the quarterback for Lyman, Trey Hines, I got to watch him live and he has very solid mechanics. He delivers strikes. He's very consistent. He's a steady quarterback. I know that they didn't win that game, but he's a very steady quarterback, and he was the more steady one that day, and is why that Lyman, even being down by as much as they were, still had a chance late in that game. And he also got hurt for the majority, or maybe not the majority, but he was hurt for a period of time in that fourth quarter where they could have used him for a game-winning drive. So, you know, steadiness and consistency 
can help you win state championships. And he had won state championships before. So these are two things that are going to help your team win a state championship. And these two, like the mechanics and the decision-making skills, especially decision-making skills, this is how you beat teams that maybe just have a better roster than you. It's just by outthinking them, playing smart, delivering the right passes to the right people, getting the ball in the hands of your playmakers, and, you know, death by paper cuts. Look, I'm not, I'm not a Tom Brady guy, but when you're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time, he does a great, great job of taking what the defense gives him, being patient, and then delivering it where his playmakers can get it and turn up field. He's been doing it for years. I mean, at least for a decade um, where, you know, maybe those 2010s New England teams, they weren't hitting super deep strikes all the time, but man, they were getting 10 yards, 15 yards, 7 yards, 8 yards, 15 yards, 20 yards on just these like dump off passes that ended up working and putting the receivers in a chance to make play. That's a sweet throw. Great throw on this. I want to praise this one a little bit more. Hold up. Giving credit where credit's due. Right here. So rolling out to his left, nonetheless. So he's moving here because the pocket is... They, they bring a blitz, which maybe you see this a little bit sooner. Your eyes should be upfield, which they are. Let's see. How many reads does he have on this? So he rolls out left, buys some time, boom. Just knows that his guy is going to beat him. So that was a great throw. So, you know, that's where the good accuracy comes from. Um, you know what? I can even bump it up to a 6.7. But to be able to do it consistently is another thing. Throw on the run. He can throw on the run. He can throw on the run pretty well. Um, his mechanics are the big concern about his throw on the run. Once again, um, that's why it's not perfect because his normal throws aren't perfect, but that's okay. Pocket awareness. I gave it a 5.3. He can see pressure if it's direct, but you don't ever really see him move from pressure unless he's looking at it. So I think that he's okay. He at least keeps his head on a swivel, which I think partially comes from him being a running quarterback. But, you know, I think if he's able to sense pressure from behind him, then maybe this pocket movement goes up where he can step up in the pocket, move the pocket right, move the pocket left, and just do a better job of utilizing the pocket. So, all of that being said, it looks like I'm landing here, Hayden Camp, at a total grade of 68. I am the harsher grader. I'll own up to that. So, you know, some more look. This is another one of those things where I talked about with Elijah. You fix your footwork, to a five, you can see other things go up to a six or seven. With Jacob Phelps, you move your footwork up to, you know, like a like a seven, or not his footwork, but you know what I mean? You improve this one thing and other things will become better as well. If you can work on your mechanics this off season, I mean, even if you're just on the couch and you just have a football, how do I not have a football with me? Oh yeah, perfect. Ugh. You're on the couch. Be me. I am role-playing as Hayden Camp on the couch. You have the football in your hand, and you're just working on over. You're just watching TV. Muscle memory. Get this elbow up and get it over. I mean, I'm in a chair, so it looks a little jacked. But 
just working on getting it over and stuff like that so you can build those habits for the season is going to make a massive difference in your accuracy, your consistency, your aim, and your timing big time. Because if you have a different release, if you have a release here, if you have a release here, if you have a release here, and you have a release that's like your whole body moving, your timing is never going to be the same because your the time that it takes for you to release the ball is never the same. So these are my big messages to Hayden for the upcoming season is to get consistent with your mechanics, get consistent with your fluidity, with your release, with your drive. And it's going to make everything significantly easier. And then I'd also say just watch more film and know when your receivers are going to be open before they're open, throwing your receivers open and stuff like that. Um, it's going to help with your decision-making skills. And then just working on that pocket awareness, being able to develop a sixth sense of sorts where, you know, you you can move away from the pressure as it comes before it's there. Okay, it looks like, okay, we're ending up in scrimmage stuff, so I'm just going to start it over. But if you can work on kind of that awareness and do some drills for that and increase your pocket movement, that's also going to help with your mechanics and stuff like that. So that's my big message to Hayden Camp. Look, 68, this, this is pretty, pretty good, good, but this is going to make it tough for a top five senior quarterback performance. You're going against Tommy Poholski, who scored it in the 70s because he just does a great job of putting the ball deep downfield. Uh, Isaac Cisneros, who is honestly probably a generational talent at Kennedy High School. So... You have all of this to compete against, and in order to bring your game up to that next level, you've got to get these mechanics figured out, and you got to get them consistent. you got to get them consistent. Whew! Okay, sorry, that was really passionate, but I, that comes from a place of love and support for Hayden here on things that he can improve on from the film that I have watched, which we ended up did basically going into the 30 minutes as I was watching that. But anyways... Let's talk about how you can find these guys on social media. Look, Elijah Evans. He's Elijah underscore Evans 277 on Instagram. He's also at Eli Evans 277 on Twitter. Let's go ahead and give him a follow. Ooh, 3.8 GPA. Yes, sir. That is sweet. Uh, all conference, second team all state. Plenty of room to grow, but he is good. So... That's Elijah Evans. In order to follow Jacob Phelps, at least this is the one that I could find. Phelps 725 on Instagram. Uh, some older posts here, but go ahead and show the, show the guy love. Then he's on here on Twitter at JacobPH98294047. Let's see, 3.975 GPA. Yes, sir. Three-time All-Conference, Tri-Peaks Receiver of the Year, All-State Honorable Mention. He probably should have been an All-State player with everything that he was able to do, but I digress. This 3.975 GPA, I love to see it. You guys are all student athletes, and this makes getting offers easier. If you have higher grades, it makes getting offers easier. There's 2.6, you know, four-star recruits out there who don't get recruited because they're not getting it done in the classroom. So, you know, to any recruits that may be catching this, Phelps and Elijah Evans are guys that you don't have to worry about in that sense. Then, last but not least, I can't. Hayden Camp is just under Hayden. 
at uh, on Instagram. So go ahead and give him a follow. But on Twitter, he's just at Hayden Camp. And where's, let's see, do we have a GPA? Hayden, Hayden, get that GPA up. We're almost coming to an end this semester. Turn that up and that'll also make it a little bit easier as well. But uh, yeah, this is obvious. Tri-Peaks QB of the Year, duh. Um, first team All-State slash All-Conference, that's great. So he's already got his NCAA ID here. Let's see, what does he have here? National Prospect ID. This is interesting thing to have here. And it has your videos, so I guess that's what really matters. But, um, you know, I, I've seen Huddle there and stuff. Oh, looks like he'll be in North Carolina, I'm assuming. Okay, so these are some good looks here. Good looks, Hayden. So go out to these camps. Go ahead and make, it a, make an impact here. But really, really work on those mechanics. Iron those out, and you will find a lot of success. Now, where can you find us? who you've been paying attention to. If you're not already, make sure to subscribe or follow us on Twitch where this stream is because look, um, we're trying to we're trying to get to that partner level and every follow slash subscribe is appreciated there. If you are listening to this, you are probably listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. If you are listening to it one in one of those places and you're not subscribed or followed to us, go ahead and do that so you get notified for all of our newest episodes. We are doing about three a week right now between requests, well, four a week if you include the streams, and then women's flag football recaps held down by Coach V. So go ahead and check that out. If you want notifications on when we come out with episodes, go ahead and follow us at Playmaker Corner where, look at that, earlier I tweeted about this live stream and made this graphic just so you guys had something to look at. So this is a good place to find us. We are also on Instagram at Playmakers Corner. Check this out. We are here. We are loud. And we have, look, episode covers for you. We got TikToks. Speaking of TikToks, if you don't want to find them on Instagram, you can also find them on TikTok at Playmakers Corner. Let's see. Here we go. This is what the profile is going to look like. You got the legendary uh, PC here. So go ahead and follow us on all of those. We're also on Facebook, Playmakers Corner. And we're also on YouTube where I will be posting this stream. So go ahead and subscribe there and you also find the streams. Huh. Trying to think if there's anything else. Honestly, we have a lot of content for you guys. Oh, and if you want your film broken down, whether it's on one of our request episodes or on a stream, go ahead and go to the link tree in our bio. It's right near the top, okay? And go to this film breakdown request Google form. It's gonna have, ask you for your name, what position you play, and really, really right here is a good place to put your link to your film. Um, if you have stats, you can put them here, but you know, we'd prefer the film here. We can figure out the stats if there's a max preps or something as well. So go ahead and fill this out so that we can take a look at your film. And while you're there, look, it takes you to everywhere else that we are. So as well as our buddy, uh, Anthony at mile high prep report, but that 
has been this episode of Playmakers Corner. Thank you so much for everyone who joined the chat. I'm going to put a little thank you in there if I know how to type. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm going to thank Elijah Evans, Jacob Phelps, and Hayden Camp, all members of PMC Fam, friends of the podcast, and guys who, you know, I think could really make an impact this next year on on the gridiron, but uh, have a little bit of work to put in, including in the classroom to be student athletes. But I have been your host, Cody Stoffer, and peace.